the fifth episode of Feature Creature, the podcast series where I watch Netflix horror movies and discuss them so you don't have to waste time looking for movies as I have done in the past. Uh, today I have a special guest, my father David Harmon. Would you like to say anything? Yes, it looks like it's storming outside, so it appears to have some good natural background horror um, effects. Yeah, there is a raging storm going on in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear, but uh, it'll kind of add because add to the atmosphere because today we're talking about The Descent Part 2, a really dark and atmospheric film. So, yeah, this should add to the tone. Um, so, Descent Part 2, uh, it's directed by John Harris, which is entertaining because he is the original film's editor from the first one. So he just bumped up to uh, director, and the director from the previous film went was just producer of this film. So it's kind of flipping the roles. Um, the plot of this movie is that refusing to believe her story about cave-dwelling monsters, the sole survivor of a spelunking exploration gone horribly wrong, is forced to follow the authorities back into the caves where something awaits. Uh, this movie takes place in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, I believe you've been around there, haven't you, Dad? Yes, I have. It uh, was pretty close to where I went to graduate school. Yeah, so do you think this was kind of realistic for the area? Was it uh, the cave areas, or you think they looked fake, or what do you think? Well, I did a little background research, Google research on it, and it turns out that it's actually not filmed in the Appalachians. It's a British film. So it is in the Lake District of England, but it's uh -huh. a pretty close approximation, and a lot of them are British actors and things of that nature. So that's the outside terrain, and I felt that the opening portion of the movie was effective. It's, it's typical to give you a overview like a drone shot uh, and I'm sure that's 2009 I'm not sure they had drones they may have a helicopter at that point but it gives you an establishing shot kind of an aerial view of a truck and things of that nature so I think that started out pretty typical not anything out of the ordinary but uh, uh, it helped to introduce the film yeah so if you remember uh, the ending of the first film we have our main character, Sarah. She uh, survived the incident with all of her group of friends. A uh, group of females went down the cave. You know, they got all bloodied up, if you remember the first one. And um, not to give any spoilers, so if you haven't seen the first one or this movie, I would stop listening now. But um, Sarah survives from the first movie, and uh, she's found all bloodied up. She, uh, they give a little jump scare in the intro where she jumps at some guy's truck. Um, so they take her to the hospital and they find her friend's blood on her. And this is kind of a silly premise. It, it's, it's kind of set up way too easy for a sequel where, you know, out of all the blood they found on her, somehow they found her friend's blood. So they need to take her back to the cave. I could see how this looks suspicious you know, you being found covered in blood, but they literally found that her blood had, the blood on her was A, a positive, so it led uh, them to her friends, they want to find her friends still, even though she um, 
has supposed amnesia. This is another setup for a sequel, which is kind of strange because how'd she get amnesia out of nowhere? You know, she clearly didn't hit her head out of nowhere. She was very cognitive at the end of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah. Let's go on and kind of discuss these characters in this movie. What was one of your favorite characters, you'd say? Well, I uh, remember the sheriff. He kind of looked like a typical old boy, but uh, yeah, uh, he actually was in uh, the last Sean Connery James Bond movie, Never Say Never Again. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, of course, much older than that movie that came out in 1983. But it's interesting to recognize a character, and, of course, I don't remember his name, but he is an American actor, and they had a few American actors, but mostly British actors. Um, and I felt that the, you know, by and large, uh, I thought the old man in the truck was pretty authentic, um, the way he would talk. I think that would be typical for an Appalachian man. Um, yeah. But what I felt was out of place was the British accents. Um, I think it might have been better if if we, they would just be honest and say this occurred in Britain. Um, but, of course, that would defeat the purpose of a continual sequel from the first one, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it's kind of strange that they would choose that location for caving. But I guess that they must have done some research to say that it, it had some history behind it, that sort of thing. Um, my feeling is I, I, I would have chosen maybe more of an ancient cave, um, maybe not go back to the first location, <clears throat> even though I know she came out of it and they were investigating it. But uh, I don't know. It just uh, There were some other choices they could have made, I guess. And also, Yeah, they... Yeah, go ahead. And also the title, <laughs> Part 2... I thought it was a little cheesy. They, they could have done something yeah. like descent to or descents, like make it plural, you know. Yeah, uh, descent into darkness yeah, or madness or, or something, something like that. Something that would have been fun. They could have had a little more fun with it, but I exactly. feel like they tried to play it a little too safe here. Exactly. We go back to square one. Uh, we're going to see all the old scenes from the old movie, but they aren't done as well. Like... Um, I, I do think it was pretty great though how they what they would do is they would freak you out by making some of the cave rocks turn into the creatures oh, at yeah. times. Yeah, I that noticed was pretty that. Cool. I noticed that too. Like the calcium deposits look human-like. Um, yeah, and, and a good I think a good word for that is anthropomorphic. You know, where something is natural but it looks human-like, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel, and I'm glad you told me about the fact that the editor did, was the director because I felt that a lot of the shots look like somebody that knows what they're doing with, with edited shots. Because yeah. Because those kind of were not choppy, but they were pretty paced out, I thought, you know, with um, the headlamps, um, you know, and those headlamp beams are bobbing all over the place. I thought that was a good effect. It was a natural effect without going too digital or anything. Um, the, the rocks, I felt there was one cheesy part where remember the rock slide where a couple of the rocks look definitely like they were inflatables you know yeah and, or styrofoam and or styrofoam something. or something and and it, it was a little too like you know a rock hitting you just crush you you know so <laughs> yeah um i i figured 
you know, back to the sheriff, you know, he he is one of my favorite characters in this film, even though he plays, like, the dumbass cop that kind of just wants to do what he wants to do. Right. Uh, you know, they told him not to bring his gun down in the cave because he'll set off an explosion, and, you know, that's a key indicator of what's going to happen here. You know, another easy setup. Right. And, and I felt yeah, he, he won't also, part with his gun. Yeah. He also said, my gun stays with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another one of his hilarious quotes was when they try to help him through the cave, he's like, I ain't that old yet. Yeah, I saw. I heard that I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. So he had some funny moments, a little uh, comedic space there. But um, yeah, the, the part I want to mention, you know, he shoots off the gun and this sets off the whole... Uh, avalanche of rocks that you know crushes them into the cave and uh it's it is a little corny you know i i've never seen that kind of thing happen in a cave where just one shot can set off everything and everything moves and i don't know it's just too convenient in my mind but um like he said it's it's you know it's a sequel it's a setup they're playing it safe they're trying to go back to square one um you know i I would just imagine a rock falling would be a little more scary and nerve-wracking than just, you know, like five rocks moving and then the camera shaking. <laughs> and the other, you know. the other thing I thought was a good effect, maybe the scariest, um, I mean, if you don't mind me, I'll go into a jump scare and then scariest. Yeah. Is that okay with you? Go ahead. Uh, the jump scare, I thought we're setting it up for the dog going in the shed, the mining shed. You know, and and then it's real dark, and you know the camera is zooming in. And you kind of figure something's going to pop out. Of course, then the dog runs with his tail between his legs. Um, so you're kind of expecting. So I think that's a pretty typical horror uh, kind of thing. You know, you're you're expecting something to happen. You know that sort of thing. Um, to me, I thought one of the scariest parts. Um, was not the found footage, you know, that you know how that, you know, the found footage. That, oh, that, yeah. So yeah. typical. But I thought the glimpses of the creatures that she's remembering in her own mind uh, were very effective because they're, they're pretty scary creatures. You know, they're, they don't have eyes, uh, they react to sound, that sort of thing. And yeah, uh, they're and always drooling, sharp teeth, always claws. It's, yeah. and there's, there's a new movie coming out. Uh, about these extraterrestrials or wherever that respond to sound uh, that's coming out fairly soon and uh, you know I started thinking about that relationship you know with a creature that's horrific but it, it's sound sound oriented rather than sight you know and that would make sense you know in a cave you know yeah it's they have weaknesses <laughs> these creatures that's yeah. one of their biggest weaknesses they can't see so mm -hmm. If they can't hear you, you're pretty much safe. That's like the rule of this movie. Exactly. Um, so it, it can get a little corny at times. Um, let's talk about some of the corny parts. So uh, when they find the first corpse of one of her, one of Sarah's friends from the previous movie, I believe she was one of the first to die. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it was kind of. It was nerve-wracking. It was kind of scary to see it, but then they ruined the movie completely because a rat pops out of her mouth. It right. was it was just I don't know. It felt distasteful. Um, no pun intended, right. but you know it was just uh, 
a really corny moment. It it threw me off, but you know, it was just it didn't feel necessary. I, you know, I know the movie isn't realistic in general, but right. yeah, um, I don't think rats burrow into dead people's mouths. Well, the Maybe other the other thing yeah. is like her, and you don't know the timeline. It's like okay, well, in a cave. I could see a body maybe not decaying as much because the average temperature is 56 degrees. Uh, but it looks like she was almost a freshly attacked person in a corpse. She looked actually well, too good, you know. Uh, it wasn't too long ago, though, yeah, from the previous yeah. movie. So this was kind of a straight jump into it. Jump you know, into she it, right. got right out of the cave and then the trucker found her, and then this movie goes straight back in. There's like literally. Maybe a day or two. Who knows? Maybe right. not even that long right. uh, since the whole thing happened. I'm not sure the timeline of the first movie, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get fresh bodies of some of the other people. I mean, they're not too fresh. Obviously, see they're Good. they're kind of messed up looking. But um, well, I thought that one the one girl that was hanging. Yeah, uh, you know, and then that was really realistic. She was just dangling, you know, and then oh yeah, then she had to jump. The other girl had to jump, and you think that she's not gonna make it a lot, you know, and she burrows through, and, and she jumps on her, and then the other guy jumps, and then then another creature jumps on the guy, and then they both fall down to the abyss. Yeah, the guy does. The, at yeah. least one guy did something badass in this movie. Right, I'll say right. the male leads are not very smart or uh yeah they make really bad decisions they and do. you know that can be realistic but, but yeah I, this I thought, movie i thought yeah. that the, the the drop into the abyss was too vast uh yeah you know i, you I noticed that you didn't hear like any were, noise you didn't hear any noise it was like endless it? so that was a little too extreme i thought you know you'd hear a thump or something <laughs> at the end yeah so the original had I don't know. They did this a lot better these parts because yeah, yeah. it made you feel like if they fall in that pit, there's thousands of those creatures down there. Exactly. So you're pretty exactly. much eaten and screwed. In the original, they had, I don't, I'm not sure if they had a lot more, but it seemed like they had tons more creatures. Yeah. They had a bigger budget. They had a bigger budget. It went straight to theater. And I remember that one scene where they're. Well, I thought it was pretty, pretty good where the uh, people were, uh, the survivors were crushing a lot of the creatures and killing them all and uh you know yeah. in the sequel and that was a lot harder in the first one because they didn't know what they were dealing with you know so uh yep. it's kind of like an army going into battle if you know your enemy then you can you have an advantage you know that sort of thing so um but i think that it had you know some pretty redeeming qualities i think uh, uh overall uh, movies of the past always showed the weak female like um you know the old son with the weaker sex and all that stuff and then you see now more female roles that you know she's really surviving like anybody would but it's not falling the trap of you know the girl can't survive because she's weak you know she's pretty strong and and the other thing that was realistic is the fact she's an athlete so that added to her strength if she was kind of a weak person just going in for a little jaunt in the weekend that would be unrealistic but she was in good shape you know climbers have to be in good shape you know and and i thought that the first uh, there was some parallels with the first movie because uh, it's been a long time since i've seen it yes yeah, all the cloth the claustrophobic tightness of squirreling through the rocks and snaking through there 
and they had a little bit of that I thought with the one girl that eventually died you know the one that was dangling from the dangling corpse um, and they did that pretty well I thought because <clears throat> you know it's a throwback to the first but you know the claustrophobic aspect of that I think could have been a little even a little bit more um, but it, it did show it at least, so, you know. Yeah, um, particularly, I remember there's a scene where one of the characters, she's stuck between all these rocks. Oh, yeah. And this creature's trying to get to her. That actually made me, you know, bite my nails and get a little nervous for her. I That's thought right. she was going to get yanked down, you know. Exactly. That's always <laughs> the scariest part of a horror movie is when you're trapped and there's literally like one small space to crawl through before right. this creature gets through into the room and tears you apart and yeah this girl she gets out of there just in time kicks right. it in the face and right. it was one of those applauding moments so i'll right. say this movie has moments where you'll applaud mm -hmm. there's particularly a, a screwdriver scene i liked Oh, yeah, the, the drill yeah. scene. That was good. <laughs> yeah. We won't go into too much detail to, like, spoil it. But, yeah, a screwdriver does get used in the cave somehow. Don't know why the guy has a screwdriver, but it was pretty good. Um, yeah. The head caving scenes are delightful. Yeah, exactly. I'll say. Uh, but, yeah, to call back to some of the classic films, what I really saw in this film that I didn't see in the previous one was more of an evil dead-like tone to the yeah, blood exactly. and the gore. Exactly. Because in the old one, they didn't uh, they didn't play on, I don't know, gross things falling on the female leads. In yeah. this one, they did it a lot more where the spurting blood from this corpse just starts spilling on the girl and she's, right. like, having yeah. to fight her disgust for it. Mm -hmm. Uh and the drool from the monsters are drooling on multiple people. You see all this goo and stuff. It's they make it more gooey and try to make it play on the gore a little bit more in yeah. a way. The other thing I thought, which been, I think it's something that maybe these movies, maybe more recent ones, are happening this way. But it's it's almost like they go the typical vampire neck bite. Uh, yeah, there are too many people bit in the same way and. And, of course, you know, uh, they say that, you know, like if a dog, dog will always go for the throat, you know. So they had kind of that, maybe that, that thrust there. But I think it had been gorier on two counts. Um, let's say the creature wouldn't go for the neck, but you'd rip your face off or something like that, or a hand. You know, they'd go for something dangling more and easy, you know. Uh, that that's one thing and another thing I think is because I'm not sure if they showed their shoes being spiked and I think the first one they did you know because you got to get a grip on rocks and all that when you descend um, but it'd been cool if a couple of the girls um, or the, the uh, characters would have had spiked climbing boots on and then you see that spiked foot going into the creature's head and really crushing <laughs> yeah. it, you know. I think that'd been even gorier and more interesting, you know. But um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a gore fest movie. Um, I think overall, you know, I, I you know we could we could sum up any time, but to me, I'd give give it a good solid B, a little bit B plus in the effects because the editor did it. Now we know that, um, so I, I think that it it had its merits, but I think. Um, you know, there are a few things that were also typical that adds build suspense, like the cobwebs and the old shack in the beginning, you know, stuff like that. And then uh, the other thing is the elevator going down 
get stuck a few times and yeah. uh, you know that that adds the suspense and then of course it finally works but I thought some of those things were kind of typical that they would do with horror films in the past um, and I when I grew up uh, I loved famous monster magazines I was just hooked on monsters you know and in the 60s and then in the 60s and 70s they started making hammer films in England and they were like the masters of gothic horror and all that you know and uh, yeah. it reminded me of some of the old Hammer English films of the 70s that had that edge to it, um, oh. you know, where that started coming into more realism because people were just kind of, <clears throat> I guess, conditioned to the, the old 60s effects and then the 70s was more realism, you know. I mean, you had movies like Dirty Harry coming out and all that, you know, so you, the 70s was a realistic period and I think you, you can see some of that, a faint, a distant edge of that, which I think was pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would give it, um, out of 10, I would give it probably a 7, because yeah. it was an entertaining watch for the first time. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, you think you can't help but compare it to the first one, which is right. where it down is the downfall, you know? I mean, exactly. it's got its scary, claustrophobic moments. It really should have utilized its psychological horror a little bit more because mm -hmm. yeah. it had moments where it started to freak me out a little bit exactly. but then it would just cut out of that scene and then never do it again yeah, you just you kind go of back wonder, to you know you yeah. kind of wonder uh, on films in general I give it a, between a 6 and a 7 um, I'm pretty close to a 7 but let me maybe 6.5 I guess that kind of thing yeah. seven. <clears throat> but I think that you, you you always kind of wonder why in the world do they uh, they get so close to something good and then they leave off like they've just leveled off and and they don't come through strongly the way they could you know and maybe it's a budget deal or a timeline you know you oh, I gotta get this thing done in about two months or whatever you know you never know about that but um, you know that's not you know that's the uh, business side of making a movie you know it's always yeah driven like that but then of course as a viewer you know I'm sorry the obligation of the filmmaker is to provide an entertaining film and not uh, cut the effects unless it's going directly to DVD and then who cares at that point right yeah and this this movie went straight to DVD yeah, you know it was, yeah. didn't go to theaters so you can see why they didn't try as hard in some parts you could say right. maybe they did try their hardest who knows but yeah. um it, it it did very well in the scary gory dark atmosphere yeah. um but yeah it did not uh it rushed things it was trying to get too much done right uh, exactly. instead of enjoy where it was at that's how i would describe this film um uh, it's fun for a first time watch so I would recommend this to someone that has seen the first film just so they can get that uh, that feeling of being in that cave again. There's not very many cave horror movies, and no. it's kind of cool that that, seeing them do this well. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was good. Um, I think that there was another one, and I can't remember the title of it, that seemed to come out in the middle 2000s, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. It was sort of like Descent. But it, um, you know, it, it was kind of fell back on an adventure film mode rather than a horror mode. I think that was The Cave. Yeah, I think, I think it was The Cave. That's about. right, right. Of course, it's called The Cave. The Cave, <laughs> right, right, right. But 
I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I, I agree with you too. I think it could have been more, um, a little more investment. And also, I think there's almost too many characters. They could have cut back on the crew a little bit more. Um, but I did see that one actor, and I can't remember his name, that <coughs> he got killed a little early, the British British guy that was kind of uh, talking against the sheriff a little bit, like, oh, he's trigger happy and all that, you know. Yeah. And that guy, actually, you see in the Black Mirror, he's older now. Uh, huh. But he, he was younger then, but he's he's... He's gotten some more roles now, uh, whereas I don't see any of the others really. They didn't kind of expand their career beyond that. So you can see he was kind of career building when he did that. You know, that is an interesting aspect. I, you know, I wouldn't think a lot of people would go on to be in a lot more successful films after this one kind of flopped. You're right. But that is really cool to see one person go beyond. The descent, That's right. so to speak. That's right. You know, and Black Mirror is such a, you know, you know, it has its moments, but um, I think it's, it has some very creative aspects of perhaps the horror of the future and technology, that sort of thing. Whereas this is like, you know, it's pretty old school. Oh, one thing I didn't want, I didn't want to mention too. I thought which was a good effect was the night uh, monitor the guy was holding, so he could see night footage you know and, oh yeah you know and probe the cave I thought that was a good device um, the, the thing I think once again the lame one of the lame things not only the rat like you mentioned was you know once again the found footage thing um, you know I don't know they had to do it to relate to the first film in a way yeah, uh, yeah. but it was kind of a lame cop out I'll say you know it wasn't really needed. Right, exactly. Because I think most of the story had been established anyway. But, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was a 2009 release, so they're still pretty close to, uh, you know, the found footage stuff that was happening, you know, in that era of time. So uh, maybe they just thought they'd throw that in there because people like that stuff. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing they tried to do that the first film did and. We'll make this one of the closing notes. They, sure. um, the glowing sticks. They tried to crack these glowing sticks and throw them around, but I saw some weird lighting where the lighting was behind them and above them instead yeah. of in their hands. It was kind of like they didn't really try too hard, and then they put green lighting, yeah. like in the background, to make it look like there's glowing sticks. Exactly. But the original one, they were throwing them around, and you could see them in certain areas. They were like right. really utilized in a. To bring out the scary atmosphere, as and, far as I remember. And then I think the other thing is, is kind of like you would think also. But I guess I understand too why they didn't use like flares. But I thought that that would be like if they had flares or something, they could have uh, lit them and even light them in the creature's face or something like that and burn them or something. You know, it could have been a weapon. You know, uh, not only light that. The creatures can't see, but also a weapon that you know they could they could use, you know that sort of thing. But um, I think uh, you know it, the sound thing I think was interesting. The fact they reacted to sound, uh, and that was their advantage. Their disadvantage is they couldn't see. Oh, one thing before we take off too is it was a little corny, but actually it kind of worked a little bit when the girl and guy are back-to-back -back on top of a rock, and then they have to move Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. 
and then the creatures looming back and forth below there I thought that was creepy but I'm not sure how realistic that would have been <laughs> You know. Yeah, I don't think it's that easy to crawl a barack with your backs with your back, yeah. to each other. Exactly. I feel like that would have failed if they've never done it before. Exactly. So, you know, that was kind of strange, you know. Those weren't really uh those weren't really experienced cave dwellers, so exactly. to speak, like exactly. the other girls. So they were able to just pull that off out of nowhere, which yeah. was just yeah, they just did that for the hell of it, I think, yeah. just so those people wouldn't die right away. Right. I think um, they were forestalling yeah. the, 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 the ultimate uh, aspect of death, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, I think that um, it was good. You know, it was, uh, I would say, a movie I probably wouldn't watch again, but I was curious about it because I had seen the first one. And this is the movie you really do need to see the first one. Uh, and yeah. And then watch the first one and then watch this, you know. Uh, then you can cross-compare your notes better, you know. Yeah, so would you recommend this to anyone that they watch this for themselves? Yeah, I would watch it, but only if you watch the first one first. That would be my only caveat. That you know. You well, could, good you thing both that. of them are on Netflix, right, by each other. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah, so, any of you that have Netflix, you should have Netflix if you listen to this. Uh, you can check them both out at any time very good um yeah so that's all we really had to say about this film and you know it had its good parts and its bad parts but it was overall enjoyable for a sequel as far as horror sequels go um thanks for being part of the show dad and uh we'll have another episode of feature creature coming up in a few days oh you're more than so welcome. look out for that more than welcome i really enjoyed it because i enjoy these types of movies Yep, definitely. This is for the horror fans, the horror community alike, and, you know, maybe anyone just trying to watch something on Netflix and, you know, they figure they want to check out a horror movie. Hopefully this podcast helps to some extent. Anyway, um, this feature creature flick signing out. We'll uh, catch you next week or in a few days next episode.